Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tell Me Why, the vodcast podcast for American Airlines team members that looks at the why behind the news, information, all the happenings going on here at American Airlines. My name is Ron DeFeo. Working the Global Engagement Group today, Brian Sinotens, VP Network Planning. Brian, how are you? Great. How are you, Ron? Good to have you back on. Thank you. I think before you said you're only on the show like once or twice. I find that hard to believe. I feel like you're here every week. We could have you here every week <laughs> because um, everyone cares about our network. Everyone cares about our schedules. And I'm going to start there. Coming out of the pandemic, I would say interest in just schedules, how they're built, how they're made, when they're set, all that never been higher, right? From team members to customers, you know, to media, everyone extraordinarily interested about what is going on. So not even a tell me why question, but Tell me how. Talk. Let's start at the top. You know, we put schedules out initially, you know, about a year out in advance. Just walk us through the process. Yeah. So I think there's been a lot of coverage lately about our schedule publication process. It's not something that got a lot of attention prior to the pandemic. It was pretty boring back then. <laughs> um, and we think it's it's largely the same process we've been using before. That's just the differences in the schedules that we're seeing are greater than they ever have been before. And so uh, traditionally, when we build schedules, we publish our final schedule prior to the pandemic, about 90 days before we start the schedule. And uh, actually, currently, we're publishing it about 100 days before we start the schedule. So we're actually a little further in front of our, uh, our actual flown schedules than we have been in the past. And that helps to add a little bit more certainty when people are booking. But I think where you see a lot of attention these days is beyond that 90 or 100 days. And when someone's buying a ticket 330 days in advance, which is the furthest we'll sell a flight, um, that flight that we're selling then is really based on a placeholder schedule. And in the past, those placeholder schedules have been in have been outselling because we want to be able to offer a flight to passengers who want to make their plans that far in advance. And frequently, that flight would operate largely at the time that we had scheduled it. It may move five to 10 minutes when we publish the final schedule, but it's there and for someone to book. But with the pandemic, obviously, those placeholder schedules became much less reflective of the actual schedules we would plan to fly when we published them. And so today you sometimes see headlines that say American cuts 16,000 flights from the November schedule. And that's reflected as news or a change. And that's actually the way we've been doing things since Hmm. the pandemic started. We've had that placeholder schedule out. As we build the actual schedules, we make changes and that As of today, the actual schedules that we fly are smaller than our placeholder schedules. And that's because building the schedule takes time and it takes a lot of information and inputs from the operation. As we heard before in Tell Me Why when I was chatting with Anne, the operation plays a really critical role in the schedule that we fly. And the supportability that we get not only from Mainline but our regional partners will dictate how many flights we can operate in our network. And we usually get that information maybe 120 days, 100 days, sometimes even closer with our regional partners to departure. And so we can't build our actual schedules 300 days in advance because we don't have the information we need to build those schedules. So we have that placeholder schedule out, and when we publish the final schedule, there are changes. And lately, the schedules we fly are smaller than what we flew in 2019, which is our placeholder. Mm -hmm. We would really like to have a better placeholder out there. But unfortunately, to have a better placeholder, you need to know the schedule you're actually going to fly. And we don't know that until we build the actual schedule. You have to go through the process to know what flights exist. So sometimes we get asked, 
well, why, if you know you're not going to fly a flight in December, why do you have it outselling in December? Sure. And then in the cases where we really know we're not going to fly that flight, we'll take it out of the schedule and we won't sell it. But sometimes we just don't know which flights we will and won't operate because we don't know how many airplanes and pilots and mechanics and ground staff will have to be able to support the schedule. So a flight may or may not operate. And what we're really reluctant to do is put our customers through a number of changes mm -hmm. a number of times. So we could go out and estimate 330 days in advance what those schedules might look like and take flights out of the schedule. And what that will do then is a customer who's already booked on that schedule will be reaccommodated onto a new flight. But we face the challenge of what if that flight actually does operate? That customer has gone out, changed their plans, maybe changed their hotel reservation, their car rental, whatever it may be, based on that schedule change, and then we change it again mm -hmm. on them. And that causes a lot of frustration for our customers. And furthermore, we may actually put that flight back that we can't right. in our estimates. Sure. And our systems don't have a great way to say that this customer was on this flight before and we reaccommodated them to a new flight. Let's put them back on that original flight. And that presupposes the customer even wants to go back to that original flight. And so by changing the schedule only once, we do our best to change it only once from what we're selling to what we publish. Mm -hmm. That minimizes the level of customer disruption that we see. And the media, unfortunately, picks this up as a big schedule change when it's just the normal process mm -hmm. we've been going through over time. And, and our hubs are all have been impacted the same way through the course of this. The number of flights that we're operating in each of our hubs has been pretty stable mm -hmm. since the pandemic started. Almost all of them have been growing since the pandemic started. And so sometimes we'll see a flight cut in one of our hubs, um, but that's just the schedule we've been running all year. And it looks like a cut when it's not actually a cut. It's the mm -hmm. schedule we've been flying. So I think a really great way, if you wanted to see another explanation of how yeah. this works, Brett Snyder, otherwise known as Cranky Flyer, yep. published a really great blog post on uh, on our November schedule change and what that really means and what it means for our processes. And he covered all the same things hmm. I'm covering now. And I think he did a really good job at it if someone wanted to see another view explained another way. I'll have to figure out how to link to that um, below this uh, video. That, that might have been the most robust, complete answer in the history of this show. Mark it down. I think you, you answered like all 11 of the questions I had here. Um, but while I have you, you know, setting the schedule, we've talked a lot about this you know, along the way at the conferences and on the calls, but this whole, the blending of the leisure and the business travel. How, how, how does that coming out of the pandemic kind of had an impact on how you guys take the schedules to market? Well, we're always following demand. We're looking to see where demand is. And in some cases, we see a number of passengers who are flying um, to their new community that they live in. Um, uh, someone, a coder who used to live in the Bay Area and would program and never take a business trip for their whole their whole uh, year. Um, now that coder has been able to work remotely. They might live in Bozeman, Montana. Mm -hmm. um, and now they have to get back home to their corporate office four times a year for a big meeting and to see all the familiar faces and whatnot. So we see a lot of travelers now relocated to these nicer places to live <laughs> if you, and, and right. sometimes less expensive places to sure. live. And so our network has been really more focused on leisure destinations coming out of the pandemic. And, and so that will continue going forward. We do see business demand recovering, especially small and medium-sized business demand, the corporate demand, that, that typical business consultant, lawyer, that demand has been a bit slower to recover. And so you're seeing our schedules reflect that. So this coming Thanksgiving, and for Christmas, you'll see us focus on a lot of the same things we focused on last Thanksgiving and last Christmas, mm -hmm. which is VFR, visiting friends and relatives, and uh, small and medium business type travel. Well, I'll touch on this. You touched on it. But for the final question, you know, this will come out here while we're, you know, setting the final 
uh, December, you know, schedule for the holidays. Any any surprises, anything to expect as that schedule is uh, put into place? No, it's all the same themes that we've been pursuing through the pandemic. We're trying to fly as much as our operation will support. We don't want to overextend ourselves again. We're committed to all of our hubs and uh, in the long haul flying that we have published right now. So I think um, there shouldn't be too many surprises in that schedule. And the media, again, may may spin it as a surprise. But in fact, we're doing the same thing this November and December that we've been doing all year and did last year for the holidays as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for being here today. You think about our goals, you know, reliability and profitability. Obviously, you know, how we plan the network sits right in the middle of all that. So thanks to you and uh, the team for all the work you guys are doing. All right. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Awesome. Well, as a reminder, you know where we are. Tell me why. Lives on JetNet in video form. You can find it as a podcast along many of the platforms that you likely subscribe to. And of course, uh, you know, get it on iTunes, other places for, uh, for team members when you're on the go. So quick note for American Airlines team members, if you have things you want to talk about, learn about, ask about, know about, please feel free to drop us uh, a line. Our JetNet page has our contact information. We'll be sure to get that out to you. Thanks again. We'll see you on the next episode of Tell Me Why.